Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour, broadcasting today from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford. Uh, happy to bring you another edition of our Golden Eagle Talk Radio program on the Super Talk Radio Network. Glad you're tuned in wherever you are around the state this afternoon or online. We're just glad to have you a part of today's broadcast. Opening segment of today's show, as always, sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and, of course, Southern Miss Athletics. You'll find a Dickie's restaurant somewhere near you, no matter where you are in the state this afternoon. They cook their meats fresh in-house every day. Right here in Hattiesburg, they're the number one caterer you can imagine. So if you're still trying to plan out a tailgate for this Saturday or Saturday's upcoming church event, office event, whatever, we encourage you strongly to uh, call our good buddies at Dickie's Barbecue Pit, sit back, relax, and let them do the cooking. Going to be talking some Western Kentucky football here in just a moment as we continue our preview of Conference USA teams. Also going to let you know where everybody's playing this weekend in the conference, who's taking on the big boys, and who's taking on the cupcakes, Luke. And uh, it's about half and half. It is about half and half. And uh, I know where you stand with the whole SWAT conversation, know whether we're a cupcake or whatever. But, hey, I'll tell you a game. <clears throat> Memphis and Ole Miss is going to be That's pretty, interesting, pretty interesting. And I think that Lafayette and Mississippi State is going to be closer than the experts think also. Yeah, I uh, was talking earlier this week uh, to a guy that really knows Ole Miss football very well. And uh, he was telling me a lot of fans not happy about that opener with Ole Miss. They don't like going to Memphis. And it's a trap game for them. And, and Memphis is a good football program. Ole Miss got a big challenge on that. Ole Miss really needs to win that one if they want to be bowling somewhere, you know. But anyway, this is Southern Miss Eagle Hour. Right. <laughs> we digress. Central Arkansas is at Western Kentucky to open the season for the Hilltoppers. So to talk about Hilltopper football, we invited Randy Lee on the Eagle Hour. We continue our preview of Conference USA teams uh, with Randy and the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Randy, thanks for coming on. Nice to be with you, Bob and Luke. Thank you very much. Oh, it's our pleasure. You know, I'm sitting here reading about uh, about what Jeff Brom did at Western Kentucky. Crazy successful. Tough, tough job to follow in his footsteps, isn't it? It sure was. And, um, you know, because of that, Mike Sanford, who was hired uh, to replace him, only made it through two seasons. So, you know, he was let go after uh, really a one-in-nine start last year. They ended up winning the last two games, one, in fact, against Southern Mississippi, which is a big surprise on the road. But uh, Mike was let go, and uh, they had brought in uh, Tyson Helton. Tyson was the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator under Jeff Brom for the 2014 and 15 seasons uh, when the uh, the program really started uh, to become, over the those two and a half years from 14, half of 14 through 16, uh, the best program in Conference USA. 
No question. 15 and 16, the Hilltoppers were 23 and 5. I don't know if people realize what a great stretch that was there. So what is the new coach faced with uh, insofar as rebuilding, and where does he stand, Randy, with the talent that he needs to get that job started? Well, it sounds sort of funny, but he's probably in a little better situation than uh, you know, Mike Sanford inherited. Uh, when Jeff left to go to Purdue, uh, they lost a lot of talent off that team. Uh, many of them are in the NFL right now, and there were some big shoes to fill. Uh, on that particular team. So I think anyone who came into the season of 2017 uh, would have uh, you know, had a tough time. That team finished 500, went to a bowl, uh, really things fell apart last year. And what um, Tyson has inherited is a program that's a, probably a little below average right now in the skill positions uh, by Conference USA standards. That was not the issue when they had it rolling here. They had back-to-back NFL quarterbacks and NFL running backs and NFL tight ends and receivers. Uh, they don't have that right now. They, they fell off quickly in regards to the talent level at the skill positions. So that's one thing that uh, Tyson, who is uh, you know, an offensive mind, will uh, you know, try to figure out. They are uh, in good shape in the offensive line. That's where it all starts. We all know that. They're, only one, they're one of only two FBS programs in all of college football, that returned every single game started a year ago. And plus they have another player who started a bunch of games the previous year who was injured last year. So really they're returning six starters in the offensive line. Only one of those are seniors. So um, I think they'll be in good shape up front. Uh, funny what you say about the uh, about the NFL caliber players. We learned that here at Southern Miss in recent years. You go back through the Southern Miss history, it's just a whole lot better when you got a lot of NFL caliber <laughs> talent on your football team, isn't it, Randy? <laughs> it sure is. It makes a big difference. And, uh, you know, they do have some good young players. Uh, this has sort of been tight end you. The last five tight ends that have been the, the marquee player here, have, uh, the last four, uh, have been in the NFL, and I think we have another one that will be there. He's a, a true freshman. Um, he's going to be a great player. His last name's Simon. So they have some good young players. I like their uh, talent in the secondary. They've recruited some, some nice young talent. I think they'll be really good up front in the defensive line. They'll be a better defensive team this year than offensive team, I think. They have some holes to fill at linebacker. Uh, but uh, the down four and the secondary is very deep. They did lose their best corner in the second scrimmage of the year, he's out about six weeks. Thankfully, the secondary's deep, especially at safety. They probably can't afford to lose another corner. Uh, but, I, but I think they're going to be in pretty good shape on the defensive side of the ball. Randy, Luke Johnson here. Thanks for being on today. Joshua Samuel, uh, is he going to basically be the feature back? He's a redshirt sophomore. And who's going to play quarterback uh, for Western Kentucky? Well, Joshua Samuel, who was – the feature back last year right now is the third team back. He was actually the fourth team back uh, prior to last week when the top running back was kicked out of school. So different system. Uh, they have moved a redshirt, uh, or I should say a sophomore who uh, redshirted last year as a freshman uh, from uh, safety to running back. Uh, and Samuel right now is the number three running back. They're going to play four of them. Samuel will be one of them. Uh, Gage Walker is the uh, youngster who has been moved over from the secondary, and they have Jakari Moses, who was a good freshman two years ago, was injured, missed all of last year, 
he'll now be the number one back. At quarterback, it really went right down to the wire. Uh, Tyson said no one really separated himself uh, between the top two. Uh, Duncan will start. He played. Uh, he started seven games last year. They started actually uh, three different quarterbacks and four different quarterbacks played in the year. That normally doesn't mean you had a really good year when you do that. And they have a rich. They have a fifth-year transfer quarterback from Arkansas who did start nine games last year. Uh, he will be the backup, but I believe both will play. You know, Randy, we've had a little bit of a discussion here amongst the guys on the show about about non-conference schedules. Should they be tough? Should they be easy? Nothing easy about uh, Western Kentucky. Central Arkansas, I guess you'll handle, but Louisville, Army, and Arkansas are your non-conference games outside of your opener. Yeah, and, you know, in recent years, guys, uh, this program has always had a rather, uh, I think, difficult non-conference season. and Some have been much more difficult even than this one. Uh, this is, uh, you know, Central Arkansas. I'm worried about this game myself. Uh, they return all their offensive line, a really good quarterback, all their running backs. Uh, I, I, I'm worried about them putting up some points, and I think this will be a really close game. Um, you know, Army, it's not a good time to play them. Uh, no, this is the no. best they've been since they had uh, Glenn Davis and Doc Blanchard run it back right, in the 40s. Right. Nobody wants to play Army right now. No, no. Uh, you know, but uh, we've had some success against the uh, academies here in recent years. Uh, the tops have played uh, Army, beat them twice, uh, home in a ro- uh, road, and have actually, after getting trounced by Navy uh, the first time, came back and beat Navy the last two times. So they've had pretty good success in recent years against the academies, but Army's really good. Louisville's down. It's a good time to play them, and that game is not in Louisville. Uh, Louisville will not come to Western Kentucky University, but they'll play the game in Nashville. And that'll be much more of a WKU crowd than a Louisville crowd. And you know, Louisville's beatable right now, and um, so uh, you know that, that's sort of what it uh, you know, some of the non-conference games to look at right now. But you know, it's uh, my goal for them is a split. Find a way to uh, you know, beat Central Arkansas and then find a way to win one of the other three and go into the uh, well, actually the Arkansas games in late October. But somehow you have to go to Arkansas. Somehow split those. Uh, non-conference games go 2-2. That's what Southern Miss is trying to do also. Randy, uh, don't feel bad about Louisville. Southern Miss has been uh, got that little uh, you know, we're better than you attitude from Louisville from a long time. Just beat them and just wave at them when you're walking off the field. Thanks for uh, being on the show today, man. Great. uh, Best of luck to you guys up in Bowling Green. Appreciate it. Looking forward to coming to Hattiesburg later this year. All right, Randy Lee, everybody. Play-by-play boys for Western Kentucky University. Stephanie Radecki is the volleyball coach for the Lady Golden Eagles. They start play here in just a couple of days. they got a big tournament here on campus. We're going to talk to her about all of that coming up. To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us around the Super Talk Radio Network today in the state of Mississippi. Also, tuning in online across the country. We're always glad to have our Golden Eagle fans and uh, supporters here with us on the Eagle Hour. Never know, what? Bob, what might walk in through the door. Yeah, it's, it's the Lee Applewhite. Turn around. Let me see something. Turn around, Lee. Come here. Lee Applewhite's in the bill. No, no cup in your back pocket, bro? <laughs> Thanks, okay. Lee. You want to come sit in with us? All right, Lee Applewhite, in and out, bringing us football tickets, and we appreciate that. Also, I want to thank Randy Lee from Western Kentucky University for joining us in the first segment. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. We appreciate their support, of course, and uh, Campus Bookmark is your place to go now, Luke. That's a that's a must stop Saturday morning. I was I was wearing a uh, my Southern Miss hat uh, a couple days ago and i was doing yard work in it so if i do yard work in my southern miss stuff it's basically exhausted its life so i've got to hit one up and i've got to get a new one for saturday but yeah the beginning of new football season you need you a new shirt and you need you a new hat campus bookmark's the place to get it all right probably no more anticipation with any sport that's about to kick off at southern miss and the women's volleyball uh, program and their season this year they open play here in just a couple of days. They're going to go to Denver, Colorado and play in a tournament out there. And then they come back, Luke, on the 6th of September. And I'm, I'm assuming it'll be in the brand-new facility. We hope so. Yeah. And here to tell us everything is volleyball head coach Stephanie Radecki. Coach, what's going on? Uh, not much. Getting ready to get on the road. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of all places to go. I mean, you know, it's hot and humid here in South Mississippi. <laughs> Just take them to Denver, Coach, and enjoy the Rockies. That should be an exciting yeah, trip. Yeah, that was the plan. So tell us, um, as, as we uh, we talk about this Denver Invitational and kind of just get maybe a prospectus of your 2019 squad, what can Golden Eagle fans out there, what do they need to know uh, about your 2019 Lady Golden Eagle volleyball team? Uh, wait, right, well, right now we're a work in progress. We have a lot of new players. We have six new freshmen and uh, six new transfers. So joining um, our small group of returners, it's just a lot of learning and it's going to take us a little bit, but um, they're doing a great job. We're really athletic um, and dynamic, and once we get the system down, I think that we're going to be a lot of fun to watch, um, and we're definitely ready to play someone other than ourselves. So we're really looking forward to this weekend. I think that's kind of the consensus with every sport that starts at the end of August. I was talking to a football coach today and mm-hmm. said, we're just tired of playing ourselves. You mentioned yeah. uh, about this being a younger team. I think only two seniors this year, Ashley Berry yeah. and uh, Ashley yeah. Chapman. So as, as a coach, when you're looking at a younger squad, is there any anything you have to do differently or you just treat it like normal? Um, well, a little bit of both. You know, we definitely have to slow things down a little bit and talk through uh, the offense, our defense, uh, what's expected of them. Our coaches have to be a little bit more specific in the gym and just make sure that we hit all the bases. Um, but, you know, you also wanna, want to have the same expectations. Um, we expect them to represent uh, volleyball and Southern Miss to the best of their ability and um, to give the same type of effort and our um, expectations to compete for championships, that still stays the same. This was uh, the, the first offseason and beginning of a new season that, that you've had, that the university has had, uh, with beach volleyball being being a, a new sport. What, was that unique, uh, you know, having an offseason between those uh, two different but kind of the same seasons? How has that affected the program in a positive way? Well, I definitely think it's it's going to help any athlete to compete year-round. And our, our our players that played both beach and indoor were able to compete all spring. And 
Um, you know, beach volleyball is an amazing sport, and it's great also to improve your indoor game. So um, I think our beach team did an amazing job of being very competitive right off the bat, and I'm very proud of what they accomplished this year, and, I, I'm, and I'm also very confident that they're going to build on that. Coach, I've heard a lot of uh, coaches in other sports use this expression, we're going to look good when we get off the bus. I just saw the picture of your team in front of the uh, administration building in the uh, – Yeah. Well, there's no competition now. What team's going to look the best getting off the bus? So, so we're just going to put that competition away. That, that, that's been yeah, decided. we won that already. No question about that. Uh, how much excitement is there about the new facility, and will this tournament on the 6th of September be in the new facility for sure? There's a lot of excitement about the new facility, but unfortunately it sounds like the tournament will be in the Coliseum. Mm. So when do you anticipate getting in your new building, Coach? You know, I honestly don't have a great date for you. I haven't been given one, or I'd make one up, but um, (laughs) I'm not quite sure. I know that the floor is getting put in right now, and so um, once that happens, I think everything else will happen pretty quickly. So we're hoping uh, the goal is for our regular season matches that start in October, but we'll just kind of play it day by day. We want to make sure that we do everything right. It's going to be an outstanding facility, and we certainly don't want them to rush and cut corners. We want it to be um, done properly and be built to last. So when when the construction first began to take place, was it the plan to have this tournament? Uh, I mean, was this an unexpected delay, or, or was this something maybe you anticipated? Well, it was an unexpected delay. However, we did get a ton of rain um, throughout this construction process. And, you know, anytime you get that type of rain, it's going to set things back a little bit. So, um, you know, definitely don't think that it was anyone's fault as much as just Mother Nature hit us pretty hard. You know, my wife and I recently uh, moved into a new house that we had to wait for the construction to get finished where we could move in. It was one of the most agonizing things I've ever been through in my life. Can you relate to that, Coach? <laughs> I can I can definitely relate to that, and I'm guessing our basketball coaches can relate to that right about now, too. They're, they're ready to have the floor themselves, and I don't blame them. So we're, we're definitely all ready to get um, situated and, and comfortable in our new home, and you know, we're going to love that process no matter when it happens. Can you tell, Coach, can you tell our, our listeners what all is going to be in that facility? I know a lot of people this spring coming to baseball games just saw it really take shape. And just kind of walk our uh, walk our, our listeners through just how great of a facility it's going to be for volleyball. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're going to have three uh, practice courts, and obviously with the center court being our main um, competition court. It's going to be a thousand seat arena. So there's going to be bleachers on both sides of center court that pull out for fans, as well as I think there's a little over 40 VIP seats um, upstairs. There's also um, our coaches' offices are upstairs and overlook the gym, as well as a full lounge and kitchen upstairs. Downstairs, there'll be concession stand, bathrooms. Uh, there'll be a visiting team locker room and officials locker rooms. And then, of course, there will be a team room for both indoor and beach. There'll be a weight room for both indoor and beach, as well as a training room, a nutrition bar, and a film room for both teams. Wow. And you you think about, you know, 
I've looked at other facilities, and, and when I played football at Southern Miss, I mean, it was just a given. We had one weight room, and all the, you know, all the teams shared it. But I mean, nowadays, that's what more and more of the programs are going to. I mean, that's huge for Southern Miss volleyball to have basically all their facilities in in one building. Yeah, it's outstanding, and and honestly, there's not a lot of facilities like that that were built from the ground up for volleyball. Um, a lot of volleyball only facilities were revamped. Um, older gyms that used to be maybe as a basketball practice facility that they've dressed up for volleyball. So uh, we're pretty fortunate to have a facility that was built just for volleyball and it's brand new and it's going to create a very exciting atmosphere for um, our crowd and for our fans that was a little bit difficult to get in the Coliseum for volleyball. What is uh, conference-wise, what's the conference looking like uh, volleyball this year? Who are the, the teams to watch and and uh, who should Southern Miss uh, fans be on the lookout for the big matches this year? Uh, well, um, Rice is the returning champion from last season, and I think they have a lot of players that are coming back that are strong. And Western Kentucky is extremely strong every year. I think uh, North Texas is strong every year. Um, Florida Atlantic was strong last year, and they return a lot this year. So I think those were the top four in the preseason poll, and I think that's pretty accurate to start off the season. And you know, hopefully, um, as our new players become acclimated with with how we run our system, we can compete with those programs pretty quickly. All right, Coach, uh, we wish you that, but the best of luck. And again, congratulations! You win the best looking team on campus, hands well, down. So it was uh, <laughs> it was it was no competition. We're looking forward to the new facility, and uh, we're going to get with you. You know, maybe we can uh, maybe we can come over and do the show from the new facility one day. We would love to do that. And uh, and really place yeah, a, place that. a spotlight on your program and this uh, this great new venue that Southern Miss fans yeah. uh, we strongly encourage them uh, to come take advantage of it and, and enjoy it. Probably going to be one of the best in the country. Is that fair to say, Coach? Yeah, I think that's very fair to say. All right. Well, good. We're happy for you and your ladies, and uh, best of luck. Safe journey to you out there to Denver and back. Thank you so much. All right, Coach Stephanie Radecki, everybody, the volleyball coaches. So this is a huge deal for them. Really, it it is. What I was amazed by is the sheer size of the building. You know, you just look at uh, – you're looking at that pride-filled parking lot, and then it just – man, this building, like, swallowed it. And it, it the, the height of it, obviously you need that. But what she mentioned, two of the happiest people in the world, Jay Ladner, Joy Lee McNellis, because they got the building to themselves now. Probably so. All right, where are Conference USA teams going this weekend? We're going to talk about that, obviously talk about the home opener here for the Golden Eagles when the Eagle Hour continues from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, right next to the University of Southern Mississippi. Check them out on Facebook. 
Lots of specials. Always that daily lunch special, $8.95 with a drink. 4th Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Appreciate Randy Lee from Western Kentucky and uh, volleyball coach Stephanie Radecki. And again, Bob, three courts. The biggest thing to me is it is a self-contained facility. Mm-hmm. There's no sharing. They, they don't have to go somewhere else. You know, for a lot of times, people had to come to the field house to work out. They're going to have their own weight uh, weight room there, training facility there. A, a shame it's not in time for that. But you know, as Coach said, you want to do it right. You know, right. and, and uh, it's it truly is going to be really nice. Well, uh, week zero was last week. You got two football games: Miami and Florida, Arizona and Hawaii. But starting uh, tomorrow night, it's on. And you have been just kind of laying out some really, really interesting upcoming uh, games and, right. and uh, nationally and conference-wise also. Well, give credit to five Conference USA teams. They're stepping right up. Uh, I think the most interesting game, actually, will be Florida International going to New Orleans and taking on Tulane. I think that's a very interesting game. Rice is playing at Army. That'll get ugly pretty fast. Florida Atlantic is at Ohio State. I think last year Florida Atlantic opened up with Oklahoma, and this year with Ohio State. Middle Tennessee goes to Michigan, of all places, to the big house. And Louisiana Tech is at Texas. So what do you think about those five matchups, Luke? Uh, Kiffin's going to have a surprise uh, for the Buckeyes, but it probably only lasts in the first quarter. Um, Florida Atlantic lost Devin Singletary last year. And uh, you know how they dot the I mm-hmm. at Ohio State? They will dot the Kiffin uh, this uh, this weekend. Uh, but it is an interesting matchup. Uh, Middle Tennessee at Michigan, um, taking on the Khakis. I-, I think you'll see what Louisiana Tech has on defense because Sam Ellinger is one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the country at Texas. Uh, my game, I- I'm like you, I don't think the Rice and Army game is, is going to be much. But I'll tell you what. FIU picked second in the East. Uh, Butch Davis in, uh, what is he, in year three? Mm-hmm. Year four down in Miami at FIU? Three, I upset special of the week right there. Road upset special of the week. Uh, I don't know if it would be an upset if they beat Tulane, but it will be on the road. And I, I think FIU will take down Tulane. Yeah, great matchup there. That's a, a, a good opener. All right, so around the other parts of the league, uh, most teams taking sort of a – I don't know. What do you call a game like this? Is this a warm-up game? Is it a the fourth scrimmage? Extended scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, VMI will be at Marshall. Abilene Christian will be at North Texas. Norfolk State will be at Old Dominion. Incarnate Word will be at Texas San Antonio. Houston Baptist at Texas El Paso. Alcorn State, of course, here in Hattiesburg. Central Arkansas is at Western Kentucky. Alabama State. At UAB, you like those kind of openers, don't you? Well, I mean, it depends. I don't, you know, North Fulton State, Old Dominion. That, that's that's probably a, a regional game. Um, Abilene Christian, that's a Texas team. Houston Baptist going to UTEP. That, that's a little further. For for Southern Miss, Alcorn's got to drive like two hours. That's it. You know, a little less. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a no brainer for for the Eagles to be able uh, for attendance purposes. Here's the thing though, Alcorn's pretty good <laughs> in the swag, you know. So uh, I think it could be interesting early. Uh, Eagles will put them away mid second quarter. They'll score a bunch of points either in the mid second quarter, or mid third quarter, and and pull away like they did last year. But at the same time, 
it's going to be a tremendous atmosphere, I think. And I think a whole lot of people are going to fill up the stands. Really do appreciate all the comments we got on our social media about that. I'd say look at about 80-20, about 80% of the people that responded uh, think these SWAC matchups are a good idea. About 20% don't. I would say almost 100%, though, said if you're going to play SWAC teams, it needs to be a Mississippi team, and don't start playing SWAC teams like Alabama State and no more Southern University, that sort of thing. If you're going to do that, make it Mississippi-based teams. I, I agree with that partly, um, but I think Southern has a shorter drive than like Valleywood. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can understand that it, it stays in state. I, I get that. But I'll tell you what, man, we were sitting on the west side when Southern came two years ago. I was sitting by uh, – Lauren and I were sitting by my parents. I couldn't talk to my mom. That band – played and mm-hmm. it was i mean even during the game not just at halftime the the thing about you know especially when the sonic boom comes to town there is an atmosphere like no other and i think that's what you get so for for me if they're coming from north mississippi i i want the most people that that swag team is going to bring we've seen that with jackson state seen that with alcorn seen that with southern i'm not sure what some of these other schools might travel note to alcorn state university the last time you were here, your band, which everybody likes watching your band, never stopped playing from the start of the game to the finish. And courtesy in college football dictates that you stop playing your band when teams are trying to play Well, you're, you're technically supposed to after a while because it's like right. an artificial noisemaker. Correct. You know? And it's very inconsiderate. And I, I was told the last time I complained about that, this was a few years ago, well, you don't understand. That's the way we do it in the SWAC. And, and my response was, but you weren't playing in a SWAC stadium. You were playing in a Division One stadium, and you should abide by the rules. This sounds really arrogant, too, but whenever they do that, you can point at the scoreboard and just say, this is how we, this is how we play football in this yeah. stadium. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, that's right. You know, it kind of takes me back. It's a long time ago. I don't even know if you were old enough to remember, but uh, – it's kind of blase now about these SWAC teams playing Division One schools in Mississippi. But, boy, I remember when Jim Carmody stepped up and played Jackson State. And I'm talking about that was the Jackson State football team with a lot of NFL talent on it. Back in the day, Jackson State put a lot of guys in the league. And it was a jammed, it was a jammed stadium. And Southern Miss, as I recall, won that game late on a special teams play. And this was – this was the old Southern Miss, right, and the old Jackson State, and it was a battle. It was a fist fight. I don't expect that Saturday night, but very, very historic was the first time a SWAC school played a Division One school is when Jim Carmody invited Jackson State. Who's here. the greatest running back in the history of football? Walter Payton. SWAC. Who's right. the greatest wide receiver in the history of football? Jerry Rice. SWAC. Right. Who's uh, – it's statistically, who's the greatest quarterback to ever play football in the state of Mississippi? Uh, statistically, Aaron McNair. Swack. Swack. So, Come I mean, the, the, the thing with the, the swack is if they had five to ten more guys on the roster mm-hmm. like they had, you know, with that, then it would be, it would be amazing. But there's very few things, uh, when, like when Grambling plays Southern, uh, there's very few – you know, just and I say this in 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 a very just all inspiring way. I mean, it, a, a spectacle. It's 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 passion, mm-hmm. and and that's what Alcorn's going to bring um, this weekend. And so, you know, if you're the Eagles, yeah, you expect to win, and yeah, you might be a whatever 
point favorite, 26, 30 point favorite, 25, 30 point favorite. Uh, but you better show up because you're going to get, you're going to see speed. You're going to see strength. Of course, everything's different in college football than it was 20 years ago. But I'm going to tell you some of the biggest football crowds ever in Mississippi were in Jackson when Mississippi Valley played Jackson State back in the, uh, the days of Willie Totten and Jerry Rice. And of course, Jackson State back in those days really produced, like I said, a lot of NFL talent. I think it's fair to say the SWAC is not what it was 10 or 15 years ago, but there was a time that the SWAC, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, was an NFL factory for quality NFL football. Players. One of the best, best offensive linemen of all time, Jackie Slater. SWAC. SWAC. <laughs> right. I mean, you can go down that list, yeah. Lim Barning. Uh, Hall of Famer with the Detroit Lions played at Jackson State. I mean, you you can just go down the list. There's just been a lot of them. You know, you talk about Walter Payton. His brother had a had a really good NFL career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, there's been – through the years, there's been an awful lot of talent. Come from what I want to see Saturday uh, from Southern Miss, and particularly from uh, Buster Faulkner and, and Ryan Stanchek, I want to see a commitment to run the football. I, I want I, – I hope – as much as I love to see play action, air it out, you know, throw it and let uh, Tim Jones or, or Jalen Adams run under it, I'm almost I almost want to see like the first two plays mm-hmm. just be like pound the run game in in some kind of throwing situation where we might you know catch them in play action, run the football, and almost show Southern Miss fans that we're going to run the football this year and we're going to make it work and. And I think that's when later on you will see you know Jack really take off um, as he can. I be. want you to give me a, a, a promise. I want you to text me every time we run a bubble screen. Can you do that? Hopefully, I won't text Hopefully you. Hopefully, I won't get any texts. Yeah. But I'll, I'll judge the change by the number of texts I get on the bubble screen. What's going to be hilarious is in the first three uh, plays, if we run bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen, and we score a touchdown. I don't know what I'll do then. <laughs> Let's just Coach Fogner, don't do it, okay? Let's just Save hope we us never see another all, bubble screen. I, I really, I really do think though, even if we score on a bubble screen, Southern Miss fans will halfway they'll be excited, but they'll halfway grit their teeth and be like, oh. "Please don't give us positive reinforcement oh, yeah. for a bubble screen." And no beer Saturday night. No, remember now, no beer being sold until who is it? UTEP. Have you and yeah, till UTEP. Have you and Kelly got your? Not egg, well, egg tossing. I won't be there this weekend, down. so we're working on it. It gives us okay. more time. Gives you to more prepare. time to work on it. Yeah. All right. Eagle Hour continues. One more segment to go right after this. To the top. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Gulfport Home Center located on Highway 49 in Gulfport. If you're looking for the best inventory of new and used manufactured housing, Gulfport Home Center is the place to go. Gulfport Home Center, more room for you, more room for your family. Look, find them online, gulfporthomecenter.ms. Eagle Hour on the road. Uh, just uh, about 48 hours away, we'll be at 
Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Be joined by basketball head coach Jay Ladner. And I'm going to ask him, you're talking about Jim Carmody. And, you know, Jay was on campus during that time. He was on campus in the mid-'80s. And right. get his uh, his football experiences as a student but we'll be out there if you're out and looking for a great lunch come by and get that 895 lunch and uh, come come uh, see us uh, as we're on the road at four street barn grill and not our only public appearance this weekend yeah Uh, the guys will be uh, right behind southern hall we're teaming up with uh, keith co keith superstores with uh, papa john's pizza and with hooters and we're going to have veteran related tailgate starting this saturday from two to four o'clock free food for any veteran for any active military uh would love to have people come by say hello to us we're gonna have some new eagle hour t-shirts some super talk t-shirts to give away Uh, i think we've got some super talk footballs we've got a lot of giveaway stuff i'm sure the guys uh, from the pizza place and uh, keith colby bringing stuff as well Uh, lots of food uh, lots of fun, all dedicated to veterans and their families, and we want everybody who's a current or former member of the military to feel free to come with their family and just eat to your heart's content. I'll be there uh, before uh, Eagle Walk and looking forward to meeting some of our great heroes who have uh, served our country. A couple of updates uh, from here and there. Track and field has filled the vacancy left by John Ellis, who went to Arizona State. Jamal Barnes comes from Pratt Community College. He will coach the jumps, multis, and hurdles. Just a quick rundown on him. Just in the last three years, Bob, he's coached five NJCAA All-Americans, four uh, KJCCC uh, Conference Champions, 97 Junior College uh, I'm sorry, 57 national qualifiers. So John Ellis, uh, unbelievable coach, moves on uh, to Arizona State. Jamal Barnes comes in on John Stewart's staff. Track and field also welcomes 26 new members uh, for uh, the, wow. the school year this year and, and looking forward to see uh, how they compete. All right. Another one of these fan experiences that has just been rolled out by the university and i know some of you last week you were thinking about man the students got it great they can just get on there and order their stuff and pick it up well the university values students but they value you the fans just a little more because here's what you can get there is a app out there called seats s-e-a-t-z it is a mobile ordering and delivery app bob you can order from your seat and they will bring it to you. So rather than just having to flag down the dude that's got Mr. Pibbs and nachos mm-hmm. like four rows away, mm-hmm. you can order it, Mr. and he Pibbs. will bring it to you. <laughs> they got Mr. Pibb. It's a Coke product. Uh, here's my question with the people that are delivering the food. Yeah. Where in the world are they going to park, Luke? No, no, no. It's from the concession stand, Oh, from Bob? the concession stand. Yeah, they're, they're stand. running oh, okay. it from okay. the concession yeah. stand up oh, to you. it's not the thing. No, no, no. So no, this no, is what no. you do. Okay. Oh, okay. You download oh. the Seats app, S-E-A-T-Z. You select the rock as your venue. That's cool. Not, you know, that mm-hmm. they, that they mm-hmm. say that. So you select the rock. You type in your seat location. You order your food and drinks. And then they will bring it to you. And the university said, repeat. So, so do all that again. Really? Keep doing it. And uh, it should be fine. So I don't have to depend on Kelly to throw wings for. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's the thing. Or what can happen is you can just get Kelly. You can get Kelly to buy you food, and then he can throw it down to you. There you go. Better still, if I, I've got Kelly's phone number, 
I could call from Kelly's phone number, charge it to his phone. You could set up Kelly's, you you could set up yeah. Kelly's credit card into your go. Seats app and, and do that. Probably wouldn't be any good, but I could. <laughs> um, a couple more things about Saturday, and we'll talk more about this in the next couple of days. The Eagle Walk is extended. So now when, they, when uh, the football team comes under the east side of the stadium, most of the time they turn left and go right into the field house. They won't do that now. They'll walk down and turn right in front of the field house, in between the field house and practice field, and then enter the west side so it allows spirit park people to be able to get there and then remember this uh saturday fireworks after the game so it's gonna be a really good good day on saturday all right uh dalton where can people hear the eagle hour well uh among our super talk network of stations here they can hear us on stitcher on soundcloud via our supertalk.fm website they can also hear us on demand on spotify on the itunes podcast app and on google play music Esquire's uh-huh. got another Esquire in here today. We're training, We're another, training another producer young man yes. in the uh, the ways of the force. So, <laughs> hey, he's my he's my uh, Brandon's my producer for Laurel. He did a good job last good. week, yeah. and also the, the streaming the show now. Right? Yes, also? that's right. You can hear us live on uh, Super Talk. Hattiesburg.com or on supertalklaurel.com uh, mm. while we're on the air, so. which is really, really, really good. Right. Yeah, especially if you're yeah. out of the out of the state or whatnot, you can just pick it up on your phone or your laptop and tune in that way. Yeah, what do you sure. say about that, Luke? I like it because some of those people don't like to listen to us at six o'clock at night. They want to hear right. us while we're. Well, we heard a lot about that air. every time we go to the coast, don't we? Why do we have to listen to at six o'clock at night? Well, now they don't. Now they, they, they can got hear it. All right, got you it. and Kelly Friday, right? Yes, with I'm Coach a- Jay Ladner. All right, oh. I'm out the rest of the week. The boys will handle. Oh yeah, tomorrow Chuck Abadie. Yep. Uh, we'll be here along with Todd Elsey. They'll be sitting They'll take care of it because all the rest of us will be calling uh, junior college football on Super Talk. And some of us will be in Florida. We'll be back uh, <laughs> tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Talk Mississippi Media Production.